This episode is brought to you by the Arizona Department of Health Services. Go to adhs.gov or to learn more about substance use disorder, check out azhealth.gov slash hopeheals. RX Security has over 30 years experience printing tamper-resistant prescription pads and EHR paper that is Medicaid and state compliant. To prescribe safely, visit rxsecurity.com. That's rxsecurity.com. This podcast was sponsored by Baba Sobers Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services. Baba Sobers Wealth Management works with physicians, medical practices, and hospitals, providing comprehensive wealth management services for individuals and institutions. Visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash Baba Sobers WM for members of FINRA and SIPC. Hello, my name is Rahul Rishi. I'm a physician board certified in adult and pediatric allergy immunology, as well as in internal medicine. I have a strong interest in angioedema and pediatric eczema. Welcome to the Arizona Physicians Podcast. Collaborate with the organization with simple ideas. uh, And then if your passion is to continue there, they just get involved uh, more actively. Hi, and welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. My name is John McElligot, your host for today's episode, and we're joined today by Ricardo Correa. Dr. Correa graduated from the University of Panama, completed a residency at the University of Miami Jackson Memorial Hospital, and a fellowship at the NIH. He's a physician at the VA Hospital in Phoenix, Arizona, and program director of the Endocrinology, Diabetes, and Metabolism Fellowship. Dr. Correa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, John. It's a real pleasure to be here. Well, thank you for your time. I, I know that you're involved with uh, many organizations. Um, after your medical degree, you also received an advanced degree in teaching. So you teach at multiple universities, and you're also heavily involved with organized medicine at a local, state, and national level. And that's our focus for today's discussion is about organized medicine. Um, I was wondering if you could dive into when you first learned about organized medicine. Was this in medical school or some other point during your training? Yeah, so this is a, a very interesting question. It's because people learn about organized medicine at different levels. In my case was uh, when I was uh, doing during medical school. So being a medical student uh, in Panama, uh, we had certain organizations, so, so, so different from, from the U.S., but we have certain organizations. So I first started to get involved with the National Council stud, uh, with the Council of Students of uh, uh, Panamanian Medical Students. And then from there, I just start seeing how important it was to obtain leadership skills that they were not given to you by the curriculum in a medical school or by other things. And, and I, I thought that it was a great activity being involved in this uh, organized medicine and these organizations so I can learn these kind of things. And I started just uh, um, moving around that area. So I was able to get involved with the Latin American Medical Student Association. Uh, and then you're not only seen what was happening in my specific niche in my country, but also what was happening in the rest of Latin America. So that triggers me that when I came to the US, the first thing that I did, even when I get my certification from the ECPMG, was enrolled in the American Medical Association because for me it was the norm. So it was like being involved in organized medicine is the norm. So what I saw from the outside was that, well, the American Medical Association is the biggest 
uh, organization from for, for physicians. So I immediately got involved in that. And then from that point, just locally continue to get involved in, in some of the local organizations, regional, and then in the national organization. And thanks to that, several opportunities that has presented in my career that organized medicine has contributed a lot on, on, on them. So it is a, a, a mix of, of, of important feelings that I, I, I really owe organized medicine multiple things, but I continue to collaborate with them because I think that that's the way to, to grow. That's great. Thank you for sharing so much of that background. What would you say, Dr. Crea, is the the largest value of organized medicine to practicing physicians, especially those who are in Arizona? There are multiple values in in organized medicine. One of the the first one that I want to mention is developing these leadership skills that you don't get when you are in medical school or you are postgraduate medical education training, or even you are uh, in a practice. And when I say leadership skills, I'm not talking about leadership skills to be a CEO or to be president of something. It's it's leadership skills that we need to get to convince our patients that what we are saying is important. So it's not natural that we come with that kind of things, but definitely it's something that uh, helps a lot when you are involved in these organizations that to can translate to your clinical practice. In, in, uh, the, the second thing is that always we are, uh, we need to be advocate for our patients and we need to uh, um, find ways where we can change this, the, the, the system or we can change what is our surrounding. And organized medicine provide that platform where everybody that is involved want to make these changes. And then you get to learn how to do it in different ways, how to follow different things, uh, and then um, apply to your situation. It doesn't have to be, as I mentioned, being becoming the president or the leader of that organization or, or, or not, but you can make changes in your local clinical practice by advocating for for your your patients and the third thing that it's important for in organized medicine is the networking that you can create with physicians that have similar things from you that can nurture you to become a a better physician or a better person Uh, and then so that network helps you and helps the other to bring things together, to put things together, to advocate, to, to be a better leader. So everything at the end is that network that you create in this kind of organization in Arizona. We have uh, uh, multiple organizations, but especially want to mention Maricopa County Medical Society, where the main discussions are happening in what the county is doing, how can we better improve the care of our patients, the care of our uh, community, the care of our practice, uh, and how can we uh, advocate for that? But also how can I get some leadership um, uh, skills so I can do this kind of things in my own practice, in my own uh, surrounding? And finally, how can I network with others that probably are suffering the same or probably are happy because of the same thing. And then you can share your experience and make others better and others make you better. Yeah, that, that's really good insight. And I wanted to ask you, a lot of physicians in the past, right, previous 
to the last 20 or 30 years have relied upon a medical society or association to represent their interests or to provide all these ancillary services for their medical practices to succeed. And there's some of that that is fulfilled by the hospital system. But you just talked about some of the answer, which I think is the networking that is always needed. And you look across Arizona that is growing rapidly and you have physicians on one side of, for example, Maricopa County on the far east side and the far west side, they're typically not going to see each other in person that often. It's just, they've got too much going on. There's too much traffic. There's too much in between them. Um, and so organized medicine is a way for them to connect virtually or connect online or connect in person at certain events throughout the year. But what do you see as the additional value for physicians who are working in hospital systems like where you work? Yeah, so I, I think that there is a benefit for everybody. So there is a benefit for as you mentioned, for the private practice physicians, there is a lot of things that can happen in an organization that can help that. But also in the hospital uh, environment, in the academic environment, in, in, in other environments that are not really clinical environments where, where physicians uh, are, are involved, that organized medicine definitely will help. In, in the hospital settings, there are things that are happening that you can be an advocate and change that uh, you can get, as I mentioned, one, the leadership skills. So you can be part of the executive board, wherever that hospital is. And then uh, 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 as the part of the staff uh, uh, physicians that are there and then advocate for better things that the corporation want to introduce. And really it's, it's not the most adequate thing as, as, as per what you as a physician believe. The other thing is you mentioned clearly is the networking and the networking that you can get in, in our, on our, an organization like Maricopa, where you get everybody from the biggest county in the state, uh, just having collaborations with them. You can find people that want to collaborate with you in research. You can find people that want to collaborate with you in clinical partnership or in, in education, you can find if you have interest with something and then somebody's doing something similar, you find them and then probably they can introduce you. And even if, if sometimes you can find your new employer through organized medicine, just because you start talking and then you see that there is a need. And usually the most active people in organized medicine are the ones that get this knowledge first. And then you you apply and, and then you jump. So there's benefit in, in every sense from, from the ones that are in a small practice that can get the support from this organization uh, for their practice, but the ones that are in big corporation, but they can get the other benefit that uh, I mentioned. And, and then they can uh, have this interaction among both of them and see where is the need of the really the physician community and just advocate for, for that. Dr. Craig, thank you so much. We'll take a short break and when we come back, let's talk about any comments or views you've heard from colleagues um, and convenient ways for physicians to become involved in organized medicine. We'll be right back. Substance use disorder is a real and growing disease that particularly affects pregnant and postpartum women. The stigma surrounding SUD is a major reason why many women are afraid to come forward to ask for help. Words matter, our language matters. Treating those with substance use disorder with compassion has an immense impact on women and their families. Let's all be part of the solution together. To learn more, please visit azhealth.gov slash hopeheals today. Welcome back to the Arizona Physician Podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Ricardo Correa. So 
You see patients at the VA hospital. You teach at medical schools, you volunteer at a community clinic, you conduct research, and you lead groups in organized medicine, including your term in 2022 as president of the Maricopa County Medical Society in the leadership positions that you have at Arizona Medical Association and specialty groups and on and on. So that means you have a lot of interaction with fellow physicians in different settings. What do you hear from colleagues about their views of organized medicine? This is an interesting question because there is both sides of the coin. So the ones people that I, I get more involved is the ones that love organized medicine. So the ones that participate in everything, and, and these are the few people, probably this is less than 5% of really of the physicians uh, that really has appreciated and has found value in participating, in volunteering, in, in doing this kind of things, and, and, and they have found value and growing on, their, on that. But there's the other part of the group of physicians where they find that really there is no purpose of joining an organization. One, because I think that they have not experienced through their career the benefit that you get when you join one of those, these organizations. And the second is always has been the culture or the prior marketing of that organization that can change through the time but uh, that stay in many of the people like that. One big example is the American Medical Association. So uh, in the past, the American Medical Association was very radical in their decisions. Uh, and then many physicians decide to, let, to leave the, the organization because they don't believe on that. But then with time, they, they may change and that make the organization now uh, a lot more friendly, a lot more Democrat, where every voice is heard, and then it's different. So, but many people don't want to return to the AMA because they still thinking that this is the old AMA. Same experience probably can, can have people with Maricopa County Medical Society, where in the past, there were probably things that no, people don't like it, and then they don't want to come again. They see, what is the value? Just, just going into uh, paying my dues, uh, when they don't see that the value behind it, that whenever you want to st- do something, it's better when a hundred people do it than when one people do it. Uh, if if we talk about changing policies in the state, then it's it's important that when you go into the legislature, you talk about I represent X amount of people that in I represent myself. Plus, there is a lot of individual benefits that you get from knowing people in that organization or from just being involved in the organization. Uh, so I think that I, I see, in summary, I, I think that I, I see that both sides, the sides where people are very passionate, they want to change the world, they think that organized medicine is the way to do it as a physician that is in practice. But there is the other part that still some hard feelings to organize medicine because what has happened in the past, but I think that they need to understand that everything is new. Uh, and now uh, Maricopa County, Arizona Medical Association and the AMA has a place where everybody can be heard. Yeah, very good perspective. And we hear that from physicians as well. It's like, hey, what have you done for me lately? When have you contacted me in the past? What, what are the tangible benefits that I can see that helps basically the return on the investment of my time or my membership dues, or um, when it comes to a topic that we want to discuss in our, our final question here, advocacy. 
helping to gather physicians in an organized manner to fight for the future of medicine that the physicians want to create. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about how and physicians. Sorry, sorry if, I, if I can mention something uh, about something very special that have Maricopa County Medical Society is an event that we do every year. That is our annual uh, dinner event uh, where you, it's, it's, it's a place where if you think about, if you pay your dues, that is the value of that of that dinner. Uh, uh, only if you think about that, there's a other multiple other benefits that you can get from being, but just that dinner, it pays all your dues. And then you have the opportunity to go meet others, have a good um, uh, speaker that is international or national well-known, and, uh, and then establish this connection uh, in a nice way with your physicians, your colleagues that are in the Valley. Uh, talking about other healthcare professions that they do this very well. Uh, and this is not a culture of the US, it's a culture of the world. The physicians always want to be in their silos and their own sides. But the other professions get a lot more just because they get together and they follow a, a leader. So, so that's, that's, that's why they have achieved so many things in, in, in the medical world. You and many physicians in Arizona are obviously busy. You've got a lot going on with uh, your careers and families and, and things you do on the side. So including carving out time for organized medicine uh, may be a big deal for people, right? So, but there are many opportunities for physicians to become active in medical societies, and some of them don't require a lot of time. Advocacy is a big topic. A lot of physicians want to band together with other physicians and advocate for or against issues that are in their interest. And there are other ways to get involved, like committees and media opportunities, whether that's a medical society helping to create media opportunities, engagements that speak on behalf of the organization, or connecting physicians with media personalities or journalists to cover topics that relate to something in the news now, or providing a story that connects to their areas of expertise and their specialties. So from your experience, what are the most convenient ways for physicians to become involved um, that requires just a little bit of time that they can get their feet wet in organized medicine? Yeah, so, so I think that uh, one of the, the, the most important thing is whenever uh, you get involved in, with an organization is just send that email to the contact person and see how can you provide some help. It doesn't have to be exactly at the beginning in a, in a committee or in a leadership position, but it can be just probably having some ideas on what is affecting your practice and your patients and that you want to change that situation. And then you submit that kind of things and then others will help you uh, depending, and it's, it's depending on how much time you want to invest and how much effort you want to invest, but others will try to nurture that idea and bring it into a, a reality, meaning let's write a resolution so we can put this as a policy, you know, in the, in the organization, or we need to go into the legislators and do something, or we need to talk to the practices uh, and then do something. So that small contribution uh, that you did with from just your own experience and your own practice, then can help the rest. So that's the people that don't want to get a lot of involvement, but yes, they want to have some involvement in the organization. And that's, I think, that a great way of, of doing it. 
later is uh, if, if you feel that that's your passion, then there's a lot of ways to get involved. Always it's, 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 it's good to start in, in a committee. And I my, my personal experience is the best way to enter to an organization and, and grow in the ladder is to start in a committee that nobody wants, uh, that nobody likes. And usually it's membership. Nobody likes that committee, but you can put some ideas and efforts and people start seeing you and say, hey, this person work. And then those people surrounding you will start growing you and we start getting you involved in more things. And then uh, you grow to the leadership of, of the organization. Of course, also depends on how much time you want to invest and if you think that that investment will benefit your personal life and your career. So that's, that's the thing that you have to take into account. But I think that everybody, uh, every physician should at least be involved and actively involved in trying to change realities. Uh, we see patients every day. We know what is happening with them. We know what are the issues. We are in the front line. The people that make decisions are not in the front line. They don't know what, what we are doing. So the way to tell them what we are doing is just come together and then through the organization, in this case, through the Maricopa County Medical Society, and we can raise this to the county. We can raise this to this, the state. We can raise this to the big institution or big corporations that are making the, the not the correct decision at the time. The only way that the Maricopa County can uh, Medical Society can understand what is happening is that if you provide your input. So I always tell people, it's not just pay your dues. Pay your dues is very easy. That's fine. But it's pay your dues and then trying to collaborate with the organization if, with simple ideas. Uh, and then if your passion is to continue there, they just get involved uh, more actively. Thank you so much. Anyone interested in becoming involved with the Maricopa County Medical Society can contact us at mcmsonline.com. So to follow up on your recommendation there, I encourage everyone listening to consider joining organized medicine at a local, state, or national level and just learn more about what they can do, how they can be involved. Uh, very often, just showing up is a big part of it. Volunteer for something, as you mentioned, uh, learn more about what they do on behalf basically of physicians, whether or not Everyone listening knows it or not, organized medicine carries water and fights for the interest of all physicians. And so um, we do want more and more physicians to be involved. I encourage everyone to uh, listening to this show to please subscribe to the Arizona Physician Podcast, leave a comment. It does help other listeners to find the show. We thank you for listening to the show. And we also thank Dr. Ricardo Correa for coming on the show. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much, uh, John. Does your financial advisor help you pursue what matters most? With so much at stake when it comes to protecting everything you've worked so hard to achieve, it never hurts to get a second opinion about your financial future. At Baba Sobers Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services, our approach starts by understanding your life and what you want to accomplish. Then we work together to create a framework designed to give you the confidence to do what matters most, no matter what the markets are doing. We want to help ensure you have all you need for today tomorrow, and for generations to come. For more information about Baba Sobers Wealth Management, visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash Baba Sobers WM. We're members of FINRA and SIPC. Thank you for listening to the Arizona Physician Podcast.